Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Brendan Levi. Unfortunately, Paul and Lucy are both under the weather this week, but luckily, our good friend of the show... All the way from our Sister City podcast, the Hunting Seasons podcast, it's Broderick Gord. Hi, Brandon. How you doing? Um, now, since I, I'm not being like held under the thumb of Paul's regime. <laughs> the cat's and, away, the mice will play. And uh, yeah, Lucy's not here to <laughs> tell me to shut up because that's what she always does. <laughs> I thought it'd be cool to have my own segments, so I've, I've got a few <laughs> oh, new segments wow. to, to introduce to the show, okay? Awesome. So, for all our first-time guests, but I know you've been before- but Many like, times, but sure, uh, let's go with that. Yeah, because <laughs> we never got to it. Sure. Uh, now, you know how people have like a, a zombie apocalypse strategy? Like, people always have planned like what they're going to do in that scenario. Sure. I want to find out your body swap strategy. So, what you would do in the case of a body swap. This is a good segment idea, Brandon. I like this. However, because there's so many different body swaps, I've actually got a, a wheel. I'm going to spin the wheel, and one of the films is going to be that we've done is going to be the body swap scenario that you're going to be in. Okay. okay? You might have to let me know what that scenario is. I'm not up to date with all the sh- films that you've reviewed at this stage. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've got, I've got that. All Excellent. Right. So, spinning the wheel. Excellent. All right, you have. Uh, Mr. Fuzzy Pants. Have, do you know which one Mr. Fuzzy Pants is? Uh, is that the one? Is that a body swap with a cat? Is that Mr. Fuzzy Pants? Yeah, yeah. So I guess oh. either um, Christopher Walken's turns you into a cat or mm-hmm. into Kevin Spacey. I'll let that be your choice. Mm, it won't be Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, uh, so you've been turned into a cat. <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, how? Like, how do you like? Like let people know that it's really you at a cat's body. Jeez, I was, ha- I was just as you were preparing me, I was starting to think of like first thing I started to think of what's my zombie apocalypse strategy, which I realized I actually kind of have one. Then I started to think, what do I do if I body swapped into a different person? The cat thing makes it so much more complicated. <laughs> um, in the in the film, what like it, obviously people can't understand the cat. Somehow, got to communicate with people. Fuck yeah, me. like you, you can obviously have a narration in your mind that the the audience can hear. Sure, sure. <laughs> Jeez, but you can't actually use your actual voice. You'd need like I'd somehow need to get. I know that like cat paws work with like iPads and stuff, right? Like a friend of mine recently, they got a new kitten and they had the cat 
playing the game inside because the cat paw was on it was making it move from left to right so like if i get access to like a tablet i guess i could start to like type Type. out things i guess would be a good way to communicate with people and then that way like um, do you do you feel like if a cat started typing something on a on a (laughs) tablet that would convince you enough like it would be a starting point i'd have to be paying attention i feel like i'm thinking my cat arnold, like it's like, worth investigation totally totally if my cat arnold showed up was suddenly like tapping away on the keyboard and it said hi broad this is arnold i can talk to you i'd be like bullshit prove it and then if he went see watch me do it and i watched you yeah, i'd be like all right okay i'm paying attention <laughs> yeah either way i'm i'm invested <laughs> exactly now whether i can get to the point of convincing them that i'm a person that they know that's a different story but i think that would like that's a pretty straightforward way. I think that'd be something like that. Well, the thing you got to think about is like, who are you going to convey this information to? Who do you trust? Because yeah. if any, if everyone knew that you're like a, a man in a cat's body, Ooh, yeah. there'd be serious consequences. Like there'd be autopsies and shit. <laughs> True. Yeah, it'd probably be my probably be my partner Steph. Uh, maybe my brother Liam would be the ones I'd go to. Um, mm. Makes me think. Also, it'd be interesting if I could access technology. You could also like keep texting people as myself like yeah i could like throw other people off the scent by telling them i'm like somewhere else or getting them to go place yeah so I think, you can I think still manage your life is that what a little saying? bit yeah i can at least write the uh you know the like return to sender email that's like sorry i'm currently indisposed so if you know if i don't get back to you right now don't worry about it i'm just on a, <laughs> a you know a holiday all of a sudden or i have something serious i feel to do. like that'd be my last thought i got to maintain the business <laughs> Um, I think I think that'd be that'd be the 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 main tool. Technology would be helpful these days. Well, thanks for like fielding my my special guest uh, question. Actually, that's a brilliant idea. I think I'll, yeah, I, I like think that we'll, we'll keep it moving forward. You've got the wrong guy. It's honey, honey. It's okay. I've lost you. I need a slash. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 2009 British miniseries Boy Meets Girl, starring Martin Freeman and Rachel Sterling, where Danny Reed, a lonely DIY store employee obsessed with conspiracy theories, finds himself trapped inside the body of Veronica Burton, an affluent female fashion journalist. Uh, before we get into it, though, I want to say a big thank you to Louisa for recommending this series on Twitter, which is a great reminder that to mention to all our listeners, if you're if you love the podcast and you want to recommend a show, please get reach out to us on Twitter, on Instagram, or send us an email at the Swapcast Podcast at Gmail. Once again, as Paul would say, if you want to support the show, reviewing us is the is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach a hundred star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common requests to review. Face off. Okay. On to boy meets girl. Mm-hmm. So usually Paul would uh, uh, pose a question, but Louisa sort of in her, her tweet to us posed um, a question in itself. So in her tweet, she wrote, Actually deals with dysphoria, unlike most body swaps, question mark? Is that a terrible question to start with? <laughs> no, it, I mean, it's not a terrible question because I think it speaking to one of the strengths of the show. I'm still in this a little bit because I've already read Paul's uh, contribution Synopsis. to this. Yes. And his contribution to this podcast today. And he pointed out that they do take the swap seriously from the point of view of like, I think often in, in swap stuff, it's all about getting to the fantasy of like, what if it's like for a man to be a woman? And 
or whatever it might be and sort of get into the, I don't know, the fantastical comical elements rather than how completely discombobulating it would be and actually quite traumatic that experience would be if it was real. And that's something this show does well. Or at least yeah, I think, makes a focus uh, of what it's trying to do, which is noteworthy. Yeah, so something that we we take for granted when we do reviews of this genre, like specifically genre stops, is that this trope is used as a for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the actual situation would be like nightmarish. And totally. Yeah, I, I would actually agree with Louisa that all the time that we see. Uh, Danny in Veronica's body, which, mm-hmm. by the way, she uh, she gave us the acronyms to make this easier. So, Danny in Veronica's v- body oh, is yes. Vanny. Vanny? So, Danny in Veronica's body is Vanny. Yes, Vanny. it is. And then Veronica in Danny's b- body is Veronica. Veronica. Right. Okay, Grace. <laughs> well, Van- so- yeah, we, va- we follow Vanny very closely, and a lot of the Vanny storyline is- yeah, the trauma of that swap, but also particularly from his perspective, what it's like to be a woman. Kind of. I have a lot of criticisms about this. I think I think on a psychological trauma level, that the show does a good job of making it feel like this is a bad situation and a and a really really uh, a difficult situation to be in. I I struggle with how well they what they had to say about it necessarily. It's like yes, I can feel the drama of it, but what's your perspective on this? Yeah, it so, sort of played with a couple of ideas and never really followed through in a particularly meaningful way. I, I didn't think. Yeah, so uh, like I, I sort of see like the point and like sort of picked up at it too. There's there's a lot of moments where the soundtrack is bum 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 of the this fucking <laughs> soundtrack, particularly in the first episode, was driving me bananas. It yeah, was so, there's, so bad. There's a lot of this, like, uh, what would you call it? Jaunty sort of <laughs> t- yeah. tones. Um, but when, when, uh, sorry, Danny in Veronica's body, Vanny, Vanny. <laughs> uh, when body, Vanny has a meltdown at work and goes into this speech about, like, I said, I am a man, like, I am a man in a woman's body. They, they don't actually play that terrible jaunty. They actually bring the, the, the score down, which makes it seem like it, they were, not playing it for laughs, but whether or not that was on purpose, I think is sort of incidental. The The problem I have is that like that is almost a good idea, right? Like if you want to talk about real body dysmorphia or gender dysmorphia or something like that, the idea of doing a body swap type film could maybe, you don't want to, you obviously don't want to downplay real people's experience like that, but it's an opportunity maybe to have that discussion and give someone a uh, potential to have a different or give- like a cis white man, the perspective of what it's like to be a woman and what body dysmorphia feels like when you know you're a man in a woman's body or something like that. And while they kind of like edge on that idea a couple of times, they never commit to any saying anything particularly interesting with it. That's why I wish it's either do what every other body swap film has done, which is make it a joke about the difference between men and women, which, which you know, overdone, sure, but theoretically can work if you commit to it. Or go the opposite direction and, okay, this is going to be a serious take on body swaps. Don't just be about how traumatic it would be. Actually have something to say about that, what that experience would be like to them yeah. psychologically. And I, I don't know, they didn't, they didn't do anything with it, I don't think. Yeah, like this this co- common trope, this this thing we've made a podcast, mm-hmm. podcast about. So often it's about walking a mile in each other's shoes mm-hmm. and learning something. Mm-hmm. And Vanny had no interest in learning 
about being a, a woman. Mm-hmm. Like he was very distressed about it. Yeah, I can, like I said, I can sort of see that being something you can sort of point to and going like, yeah, like here's and here's an example of someone experiencing like mm-hmm. a misalignment with their gender identity. But for for an entire four episode series mm. at forty minutes each, it was very surface level and didn't really yeah. leave anything else to to be discussed besides oh that happened there. Yes, exactly. There was there was moments of it. I think it, the best example for me, I was getting really frustrated in episode two, and I'm like, geez, I'm, I'm not even halfway through this thing yet. I'm I'm ready to jump off, and the. The episode ends with- We're right to talk spoilers, aren't we? There's no- Well, you know, we usually at this point will do the 30 second uh, plot summary. Totally. All right. Are you um, do but it, because well, because people won't believe because I would do it very eloquently and stuff, <laughs> and they'd think I wrote it down. I'm gonna put it on you. On me? Because- oh fuck! No, did not prepare at all for this. All right. Yeah, so people will believe it. I also finished watching this series two weeks ago when we initially planned to record before things went awry in our own personal lives. So I'll good luck me remembering. Here we go. Let's see how uh, we go. You do one, and I'll do one, and I'll put whichever one. <laughs> I can do. It. Okay, we'll see how we go. You set the clock for me. I'm ready to go. I guess. And ready. Go. Danny is a guy who works in a hardware store and he's in trouble money-wise, so he does a job for these uh, shifty guys. He has to go and get some cable from this place, but then a lightning bolt comes down and, like, electricity swaps him with a woman who's there on the same night, and then he's in her body, she's in his body. Uh, he, She, as you said in the thing at the start, she's a fashion reporter. He has to pretend he's her because he's with her husband and stuff. It's a body swap film. Anyway, it takes forever for them to see each other again, and they have to swap back by doing the same electric button. Uh- that was like the worst summary because all I gave you was like the setup. <laughs> I didn't get to any of the things that happened in between. Um, yeah, so it is a body swap. But it's a body swap insane- is why I just said <laughs> in 30 like, seconds. A body swap happened. I know, I know you said like you didn't get to a lot of the plot, but was was there really much else to say? So they, that's the question, they switch, right? They swap back. <laughs> nothing's learned. <laughs> That's kind of the problem. So the thing, the, probably the big element that I really missed there was like the love story between Danny and I. Again, I haven't watched it in a few weeks. Fiona. I can't remember her name. Fiona. So Fiona is like one of his workmates who he's in love with in his normal life. And was, then- was he? Like, was there something I missed in the first episode? That- yeah, I think in the first episode he suggested he was like into it, but she didn't give a shit about him. I'm pretty oh, sure okay. it said in the first episode. Again, I thought it was just because she was a weeks. woman and in the in the show. Is like, <laughs> Knowing Danny. Oh, they're, in, they're in proximity. Of the, course, they're going to the, sort the, of hook up. The type of guy that Danny is, that might not be inaccurate. <laughs> like the only yeah. woman in his life. So, why wouldn't he's probably her? He's probably in love with her and also the, the chick that works at the pub. Behind the bar. Like, they're the two women in his life. He's probably in love with both of them. Anyway, once he is Vanny, he finds out, well, he's still in love with her. And apparently, Fiona is, in, is into women. And so, they form a relationship or start a relationship. Like, somehow. A very, a very romantic one, considering how little time Veronica spent with Fiona. Yeah. Like, when someone's going to, like, let's run away together. Yeah. And the only interaction you've had is, I've lost a friend and you have a loose connection to them. Like, so this- That's, that's full on. To me, this speaks to one of the general problems this show has. What year did this show come out? That it was written by a white man. Am I right? Well, possibly. Same. I didn't actually check who the writers to- were, but that, I yeah, put well, money on that. Okay. Dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right then. Um, but also, like, the time frame for when it was, it's, it really feels like a product of its time where it's- I don't think- Whoever's written this has any sense of what a real 
lesbian relationship would look like or has ever spent like do you know what I mean like yeah it's I think Fiona is it Fiona says something like she's been with women but not really before not like uh, like in a relationship and obviously Vanny hasn't and so like they just fall into this whirlwind relationship because they finally found another woman that wants to be in a long term relationship or something like that I don't know it's like it felt very shallow yeah, and ill considered I don't know what it was about each other that yeah, there wasn't the- like moments where you're like, oh, like you can feel the chemistry. Exactly, like, exactly. They're building some sort of connection. Yeah, and and the same could be said about every character in this film. Like Danny's Danny's relationship with his best friend. Like there was very few moments where I'm like, oh, they obviously are close friends, mm-hmm. but the the movie doesn't show it in any way. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. There's a lot of things. Uh, there's ideas in this show that I appreciate as concepts only. I think the idea of like Danny falling, this girl that Danny's been in love with in real life when he's Vanny, he can be with, but that's complicated. That's not a terrible idea. Um, the idea at the end of episode two, the thing I was going to say earlier, there's a, there's a oh, the whole time Danny or Vanny has been, you know, doesn't want to sleep with Veronica's real life boyfriend, whose name I forgot yes, all of a sudden as well. Sure. Right? Uh, Jay. 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 So he's just trying to avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. And then it gets really drunk at this fashion thing he goes to <laughs> and comes home drunk and, like, Jay's trying to have it on with him, her, Vanny, and he's like, well, maybe I will. And I was like, how the episode ended. And I was like, now, that's an interesting idea because this thing this guy's been resistant to forever because for whatever, whether it's homophobia or whether it's just he's not into men or he's never considered being with a man before or whatever has stopped him from trying this. But he's in the, a situation where he's finally decided, you know what, maybe I just will. And maybe he had a good time. But then the next episode starts, he was like, I hated that. And then just forgets about it. I was like, that was an interesting yeah. idea you had there. There was something to explore there. If there was any really real writing or real, if you treaded carefully enough, there was something worth exploring and it just like drops it immediately. Well, like, yeah, like I said, like, the whole point of these films is so often to be, like, a walk in the mile, like, mm-hmm. a, a new perspective. And so, yeah, like, this was an opportunity for Danny to go, like, oh, like, because he is, like, aggressively straight. like mm-hmm. Aggressively straight. Well said. He gets so frustrated at the concept that this guy who believes that it's his girlfriend mm-hmm. <laughs> is sexually attracted to him. Like, he gets super frustrated every time. And, and we could talk about Jay. We'll talk a lot about Jay. Sure. Because Jay has some issues. <laughs> but... Yeah, he's just so adamantly against the the notion that this could happen. And then when it does, I was like, oh, okay. So now we're going to enter this phase where he's like going to learn something about himself or about, you know, this spectrum of sexuality. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just a full stop. There's so many full stops on stories mm-hmm. as just as they begin to open. Absolutely. So- I think like one of the things that really frustrated me about how the story unfolded, I know- it was trying to do things differently to like a normal swap film. But the fact that we didn't get Vanny and Veronica to meet properly until episode four, which is the final episode. Yes. Really, yeah. so really, really frustrated me. I want to, I want to, I want to take us because I feel like there is actually a lot to discuss here. I want to, yeah, let's take it back yep. to the setup of this, of this swap. So sure. Danny, Veronica, we don't get anything about their life before this swap. Like, we're introduced to those in- that information, not through the perspective of Danny and Veronica living their lives. Uh, like, A little yeah. bit of Danny. We get Danny at work. Danny. We get mostly Danny. We don't yep. get anything of Veronica. 
but they meet mm-hmm. um, on a stormy night in front of a power station. Mm-hmm. Now, I might have completely missed it. I don't know why Danny's hauling cable outside of a out of a power station because he's think- a DI. DIY worker. No, so he was asked to... This was a job that the those shifty criminal guys going to do because he owed them money for a bet that went awry or whatever. It was... They knew that there was, like, copper cable on site and that's worth that's shit. That's what was going on. So, he on. was like... Okay. He just stole, like... The, stole some copper cable. Stole some copper okay. cable. That's what he was doing. Okay, while we're here, though, just talking about this specific setup, like, the swap function right in this one it's sometimes it's a it's a spell sometimes sometimes it's a wizard a wizard whatever right ancient relic sure this one is a lightning bolt hits a power station yeah and the bit that makes me it's like i I don't want to nitpick it but it's like why does the why why does it need to be a lightning bolt and a power station if it's going to be electrocution (laughs) why does it need to be both from the sky and already a like a Especially source of electricity. If you're going to introduce the characters, like pointing out how ridiculous it is. Like, yeah. Because they look into it and they're like, oh, there's a doctor who like claims this could happen. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, that's molecules don't work like that. That's dumb. Mm. And it's like, well, wait a second. This literally happened. Can we actually follow up this doctor? I don't know. Yeah, they could have looked into that a little bit more, perhaps, because it's, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, just, I just always I just thought it was redundant to have the, like, the, the lightning and the power stations. Like, it could have just been lightning, or it could have been the power station in the rain, like a cable falls or something like that. But it had yeah. to, I don't know, weird to me. Anyway, that was just me nitpicking. I, I will say, I do like, this is, I think, the first swap we've had where- the two people don't know each other mm-hmm. and they don't end up fight like they don't know how to get in touch with each other. It's kind of cool, except for the fact that you're like Veronica, sorry, Danny is living Veronica's life. So, uh-huh. yeah, if Veronica for once went to any of the places where she worked, where she lived, this could have been solved much more quickly. There was a lot. That was the frustrating thing because to keep them apart had to be very contrived. The first hurdle was memory loss. Mm. Of which Veronica seemed to have it way worse, possibly helped by the fact that Vanny woke up in the hospital, was found on site, taken by the ambulance to the hospital, you presume, and then so everyone was around him to 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 let him know who he was now. Yeah, to have some context to who yeah. body this was. Veronica yeah. didn't have that; must have just wandered off into the night, not knowing who they were. So that and that was that was kind of cool, like the idea of like. Them being a vagrant, someone like wandering and kind of. There's a really there. The thing is, it's this is really about Danny, Danny, real Danny and Veronica's body. Yeah, we spend fuck all time with Veronica. Realistically, we yeah. will get a couple of things, particularly for the first two or three episodes. A couple of things of like, this is the homeless situation. Little, it's like a thirty second little moment of like, this is what. Deronic is doing living on the street, but like not making progress, not really getting internal monologue. I don't think we ever got or very little internal monologue of like what it was like in this situation. Whereas we're getting so much of Danny being a woman, so much of it. Like so, so if that's the focus, that's fine, I guess. But I don't know. I felt like we we're only seeing half a story here, which frustrated me a lot too. Especially, uh, I like I like Martin Freeman, so I was mm. like, oh, it would be fun to to see him. Uh, in something, yes. and you don't. Nope. nope. <laughs> like, yeah. It reminded me of a Chevy Chase was in a, a dog one, and it's like, you yeah, know, five seconds of Chevy Chase, and then you just get his, like, meandering thoughts in his brain for, like, the rest of the movie. Totally. So, so yeah, that's our, that's our setup. What, like, what did you think of uh, Vanny, of, of Danny and Veronica's body? 
Like that journey. I mean, it's a very it, that part felt very familiar to me. The super blokey guy who's got to pretend to be a woman or is in a woman's body, and so is stomping around in the high heel shoes and looking like a dude and talking like a dude and swearing like a dude and. <laughs> Doesn't know anything about fashion and... But to, to a degree where it's... Once again, where we're talking about, like, being so adamantly straight. Like, I can't <laughs> even try to pretend... Yeah. As someone who's into conspiracies and is, mm-hmm. has, like, this very paranoid and, like... Like, I, I feel like Daddy would be like, this is a, a real situation. Mm-hmm. I need to toe the line. No, I'm going to be manly because I need to be manly and I don't care the consequences of it until he ends up in a mental institution. And it's just so it's just so drawn out because it's a, it's a constant problem. It, he very rarely really seems to try much harder or tries and gives up very quickly. I remember I think when I, when I really started to lose it, I think it was the end of episode 2 where they go he goes and like if he doesn't do this thing right he's going to lose Veronica's job, right? Yeah. And it kind of sounds like he's going to try and then gets blackout drunk and does some of the dumbest things you've ever seen. Yeah, he watches, himself, he watches himself as Veronica do her job on a YouTube video. Yeah. And then goes to a to a fashion show and, yeah, gets blindly drunk and yeah. jumps on stage. Intended to try is what I was told, was communicated to me, and then instantly doesn't just fuck it up, like gets on stage and then makes complete ass of himself. And it's yeah. like- uh, so that's where I'm like. So is this meant to be something that we're looking at this realistically? This would be this would be traumatic and this would be upsetting, and we're going to talk about how this is actually a fucked up situation. Or are you trying to be broad comedy? Because I think that's what that's where you go if you're going to do something dumb like this. And I couldn't decide. I found it very frustrating. The mental institution part I didn't hate because that is definitely something that would happen. But I was frustrated again that Danny and Veronica were so close to each other, but we were denied them coming together, mostly because I. When they finally do meet in episode four, they start to have the discussion about, I want my life back. Do you actually want your life back? I don't think you like your life that much. And it's Mm. like, okay, maybe if we had that perspective a little bit earlier, then we would have had time for Deronica to have a think about this and what they want from their life. And whether they want to be solid. Deronica's perspective and her. Ha- having some sort of like epiphany, like oh, the freedom of this this you know poor sure uh, DIY worker's life is better than you know all the glips and glam, but being under the toe of a oppressive boyfriend in mm-hmm. a job that is demeaning or something like that, or getting to see more of like Jay from the outside because when he when Deronica tries to show up to the apartment a couple of times, like he's like not having any of it and like getting to see a different perspective on him or maybe being able to yeah, see from the outside how Jay being. treats her when it's yes. Vanny or whatever, right? <laughs> and from an outside see, oh, actually, that's really gross. This guy's super controlling or whatever it might be, right? It's like, but they don't they don't use any of that stuff. We just get one scene in a church, I think it is, of them like saying, I want my life back. Well, I don't know if I want you you actually want your life back, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. And then they swap back at the end of the season. It's done. Yeah, I don't I don't know how he came to the conclusion that she wasn't satisfied with her life, besides the fact that He, he wasn't he, satisfied with her life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's like so where's the conversation to come to those sorts of conclusions? Where mm. is the exploration of the over essentially three hours of television that's it was just like you've 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 kept the story away from me and that's very frustrating and and when we actually have the swap back at the end which by the way audience um happens by <laughs> them electrocuting themselves in the same spot mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Classic. And they do this little, like, have they swapped bodies? Of course they did. They did. Like, they did. That, like, and they swapped I was bodies. Like, they walked in different directions. They yeah. were quite satisfied with the body that they ended up in. And um, instantly, Veronica goes, I don't want to be with you anymore, Jay. It's yeah. Like, but sorry, we don't know where spent, that came from. I think months- at least weeks at this point, in someone else's body living on the, off the street. You haven't even got home yet. Back to the things. A, a, a place I imagine you've at least put together to make comfortable for yourself that you've been missing for this long. Didn't think about it for 10 seconds. And yeah, maybe she shouldn't have been with Jay. But I still feel like it was a little more complex than she I find the to my that. body. What, when would she have learned that? When yeah. would she have learned that? Because yeah. even when, when, uh, when Danny confronts her in the cathedral- like she seems to still be in denial that this relationship is is good, and she she is actively pursuing that relationship throughout the series. Mm. Like she keeps trying to to talk to Jay about yep. the fact that he's in another she's in another body, but uh, Jay, he just he and and because <laughs> they've never spoken, Danny doesn't know anything about who Veronica really is. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. maybe Veronica is just a shallow person who doesn't care. Who likes fucking her friend's boyfriend, boyfriend or whatever? Yeah, maybe she really is into that, and he, yeah. she actually loves her life. And how could he know? Because he's not spent a second with her. <laughs> anyway, that's when you asked what I thought about the journey. The problem was I didn't think there was much of a journey. Yeah, it, that's 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 my real criticism. It was just like did a lot of things and didn't go anywhere with any of them. And the on the ongoing mystery of like Danny's friends trying to find Danny and them trying to investigate. It was so laborious and like one of the things I wrote down is like this is a blunt and boorish this is blunt and boorish has no perspective on or anything to say. And that's ultimately my feelings on the entire show. Yeah, I agree. So what's the deal with her parents? <laughs> yeah, right? Because that's they also introduce- So, this is what I mean by, like, they introduce actual interesting plot dilemmas or or scenarios, and they just put a full stop on it. So, So they introduce What were you thinking was going on in the background? What was your- Did you have a theory on what had happened there? Did you have any thoughts? Yeah. So, I was like, okay, he's completely embraced um, her parents as like, oh, we haven't connected in years. And so- I think it's, I just assume because I'm very assumptive of you, <laughs> who you are and I've like, you know, I've completely told you who you are. This must be because I'm a shallow person that I'm not hanging out with my mum and dad. Whereas I'm like, he's going to find out that her fucking parents are like abusive or some shit. Exactly and- what I was thinking. But no, full stop. That's the end of that part of the story. <laughs> and there was no explanation as to. So if it wasn't that, what was the reason Veronica didn't talk to him there? Her parents anymore. We yeah, never got like, told. We never got her like swapping back into her body and then seeing that he had like restored yes. this relationship and her being really happy about it or being really sad about it. Or it's even inconsequential like, to everything that's going on. A conversation when they're still in the opposite body is just talking about I've been I've started talking to your parents again and she's like, What? Why'd you do that? And it's like, why aren't you talking? And just just fucking have the conversation. Laying have, it out. It's called- That's that's tension. That's drama. That's story. <laughs> Where was it? Weird. So, yeah. I keep I keep wanting to bring it back to Jay because yes. I'm really interested to talk about Jay. The most controlling boyfriend that even his um, his collection of CDs uh, dominates the, the, the soundtrack to this series. So, like, every song that is mentioned as a part of his, like, uh, CD collection- ELO, Elton John, mm-hmm. George Michaels is is like peppered throughout this series. Do you reckon that was like a choice or do you reckon that was once again an incidental 
interesting thing they did. It's so hard to know. It's like may again, maybe they had an idea, they just didn't know how to execute. Maybe the sound engineer further. was like, "Hey, this would actually add some." Yeah, maybe <laughs> the prop, the prop department. They were there on the day. It's like, oh, these aren't the CDs we said. Oh, okay, actually, it's got- yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I do- I'm, I'm baffled by the show on so many levels. It's hard to say. The Jay stuff, yeah, he's he's an awful, <laughs> creepy, controlling man. I did have some sympathy for him early there on. There is though, some human elements because he's definitely very tolerant. <laughs> Of a very weird situation. Now, that's that's an interesting discussion, right? If someone has a traumatic event and it affects them enough, then that can affect their personality and how they perceive their relationships or their ability to be close to other people. And if you're someone who is very, like, they're your girlfriend, long-term girlfriend, want to marry them one day, and all of a sudden they're very cold to you, that's going to be very difficult. And he was doing, I thought, a very admirable, ad- admirable job of accommodating her as she was dealing with that trauma, if that's what it was. Now, it wasn't that. It was a body swap, which was much more complex and different and magical. Yeah, she she was going through something and he wasn't, well, this is too difficult, I'm Mm -hmm. out. But at the same time, he was like, I want you to be exactly who you were before and I'm going to bend you to my will. (laughs) Totally. But then there's things like the show does the bit where he's spending time with Veronica's friend and then they're like, getting a bit close and they get a little bit drunk and she kisses him one day and you're like, oh, this is where we find out the guys are real sleaze and or, like he's going to just go dump her. Once again, a- an interesting dilemma. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. Done. <laughs> Never comes back to it. And it's like, so that didn't matter or it did matter? What am I meant to take away about Jay from this interaction? Is it that he was always, you know, one drunk night away from leaving Veronica anyway? Or is it that he's extremely dedicated? I don't know. What's it what? like? What's interesting about that situation? So, I like, I I don't think much of this film, but I think um, the the actor, um, Patterson Joseph, actually did did a lot with what he had. So, like, that yes. moment- he was trying. He was working really hard. I was reading it as, like, he is into it, and he's, like, giving the, all the messages, and it happens, and he then is, like- restrain yourself that's not happening sure so there's this like interesting part where like he's deceiving himself i think sure sure but again it never goes anywhere after that as you said full stop (laughs) that's the end of that idea and it will not come back in any meaningful way ever again so why was it here (laughs) i don't understand i don't understand basically if she didn't act in a manner befitting him and give him the, re- the you know, the regular, you know, BJ or whatever. Like, sure. He was ready to send her back to the institution. Like, that's sure. messed up. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Very, very, very messed up. But again, it was like, I don't know. Like, just- yeah, there's that moment where she gets, where Danny gets frustrated and he's just basically like, oh, maybe I should call, you know, the institution and yeah. maybe we need to take you back. That was scary. <laughs> that was like, Oh my gosh. I don't know if I've made it clear yet. I really did not like this show. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, let's very get much to that. Um, at all. Louisa, thank you so much for the recommendation. Yeah, we I'm sorry, Louisa. We fucking hated it, but it was interesting <laughs> and we appreciate your suggestion. <laughs> um, yeah, I appreciate the suggestion. I'm glad I saw it. I, I'd never heard of it before, which surprised me a little bit. It was probably before Martin Freeman really became. A household name. This is before The Office and stuff like that. Hitchhiker's Guide. Hitchhiker's Guide, where it really took off. Now he's in Marvel and all that sort of shit now. 
so yeah, good to see something early. Martin Freeman is it Joseph Pattinson. Is that his name? The guy that plays Jay. Was his name? Sorry, uh, pa- Patterson Joseph. Patterson Joseph. Other way around. Yeah, my, my mistake. I'm uh, familiar with him from Peep Show. Uh, Peep Show, and then also from the Mitchell and Webb. Yeah, everything with Mitchell and Webb. Basically. (laughs) And so, like, it was cool to see him doing some other work as well. Appreciate all of that. I generally like British stuff. I do a podcast that reviews TV shows and seasons, and this would be in the bottom 10% of shows I've watched and reviewed (laughs) over. And we've nearly hit 200. Now, we are doing a very different podcast where we tend to- Tend to aim for the higher things, watching, you know, prestige television. We're watching The Sopranos. We're watching The Wire. We're watching Breaking Bad. You guys are doing a a podcast about swap films. So, probably there is a little bit of a difference in terms of what we've watched, the caliber of the things we've watched, generally. (laughs) Being John Malkovich is among- I'm not saying there aren't some great (laughs) films in there. I think the percentage of bad films might be higher. (laughs) (laughs) Might be slightly higher than what we do. But like, yeah, I really, really did not like this show whatsoever. I was, it was a struggle. And like, there, they were only like forty minute episodes or whatever it was. Oh, it was a slug. I, I get twenty minutes in or halfway. I'm like, there's still half of this episode to go. What the fuck is going on? It was. Did you notice how like harsh the edit was? Like when they were editing a dialogue scene, like just the the, the really harsh cuts. There was no flow or like sort of. It, you know what they say? The art of editing is like. It's it's meant to feel invisible. It yeah. was the opposite of that. Yeah, when you when you're aware, there's edits. It's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, you could Not feel good. it being cut together and like shit being cut out or working around bad takes or something. It was just like, oh my god, I feel all of this. Um, yeah, I did not like this show whatsoever. Uh, anyway, I think that's good. Did you have anything else to say? I was just leaving through my notes, actually. I was just trying to think if there was anything. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, Wait, I was going to say, have you ever, have you ever been to a, uh, so like Jay has a, cause, (laughs) oh, that's something that's totally, um, something we forgot. They get like engaged. Jay and, and yes, any point. Danny could have could have just walked away from everything. He is used to living on the, like on the fringes of society. He would have been fine. But no, he chooses to stay at this house. He continues this relationship. He doesn't break up because he, he has a job. He could have gone and lived somewhere on his horoscope and fashion money. <laughs> but he continues to stay in this house for some reason. He could have even gone back to like his Where he house. Lived. Yeah. Like and waited or started looking for the person in his body from there. He could like- have vanished. He's a, an adult, like obviously in someone else's body. Sure. But that person is allowed to just vanish if like, they want to. Anyway, they are engaged and there's a surprise party mm. and Danny's obviously not happy about it. <laughs> Have you ever been to a, a surprise party where the, where the surprisee is like furious? <laughs> I've honestly been to very few surprise parties in my life, I think. I think I had one, some, someone threw one for me. And from memory, I was actually a little bit annoyed because I thought I was on a date. And it turned it out. Wait, it wasn't a, a date. I you- thought it was like a semi-date I was on with like- Like they were testing the waters or- Kind of. It was like a girl I was- One of the girls in high school. We're all- Everyone was just like messing around with each other. And I was like, oh, this is this is cute. We're going on a little date for my birthday. And then all of a sudden people started showing up. I'm like, oh, could you guys piss off? I'm on a date here. And then more and more <laughs> people. It's like, it took me a while to like have to like, okay, I need to appreciate this. People made the effort to make this a surprise party. So, hey, you're trying I to hook up and, ev- and everyone's coming in like jumping yes. in. <laughs> it's like, why are you here? Why did you invite these people? I thought this was a date. And I, I had to like 
really work to like go, hold on a second. I actually I need to appreciate this is a nice thing. It's just not the thing you thought you were doing. Did you like ask? Did someone did someone like did a friend put you, put her up to it? Like No, I think it was there was just a nice you. idea. They were like, Oh, I just misread it because I was a horny teenager and I was hoping I was it was a date and it wasn't. I don't know, but in my <laughs> head that's what we were doing. God, we were dressing up. It was like a fifties diner style thing and we we're like Dressed up for it. That was our uh, if you're, thing. Yeah, if you're dressing up, it's a date. Yeah, She's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then everyone showed up dressed up. It was very, yeah, very- Yeah, you were dating everyone there. <laughs> exactly. High school rules. So, I don't know. I don't know if I've been to that many surprise parties except the one that was thrown on me, but I remember being a bit upset about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to one where um, it, was a bir- it was a birthday surprise party. I knew the guy and- he he has always said he hates birthday surprise parties uh-huh. and his wife threw one for him and they're like she knew that he would say that and she was like yeah but he'll love it and he was not happy mm. <laughs> we all jumped up and he went oh hey everyone <laughs> and then went to his room and she went and chatted with him. And then we're just standing there like, um, what do we do? Yeah, that's awkward. Um, are they still husband and wife? They are. No, that's, uh, that's oh, it's interesting. That's a that shame. Um, I, I, if, you're, if you're listening, I was very awkward. So if this story makes you feel <laughs> awkward, it's your own fault. <laughs> You did this to Brandon. This is your fault. But yeah, before we move on, because Paul was really uh, invested in in giving his opinion, um, I think because he had to watch this, it needed to mean something. So (laughs) he wrote a he wrote a a little letter to the audience, and I'll read his opinions on Boy Meets Girl. Hey everyone! Oh yeah, I should do in Paul's accent. Can you do it in Paul? Paul's voice. I want to see this. Uh, this You're gonna add some like you need to like. Add some music behind it, like he's writing, handwriting this, like it's a letter to a loved one. Hello, uh, audience. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 typing it out. <laughs> For some reason, he has a typewriter. <laughs> he has a typewriter. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know how to do Paul without being offensive. <laughs> 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 uh, All right. Uh, hey, everyone. Paul here. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the recording this week because I've finally been struck down with COVID. If it was a mild, I would have pushed through and recorded anyway, but I've com- I've completely lost my voice, which kind of makes recording the podcast pretty difficult. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to not- I was really- in- I was uh, impressed there. I won't, let pa- I won't let Paul write that impersonation. I was like, oh yeah, I can hear I Paul was doing that. a beat Paul, and then I realized like, this isn't where he'd be like registering. <laughs> he'd be in that lower end, but then I sure. sort of lost it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read it normally. I've completely lost my voice, which kind of makes recording the podcast pretty difficult. I'm super grateful for Brendan and Broad to be jumping in and soldiering on without me. Ah, oh, thanks, mate. Aww. I've watched this week's miniseries, Boy Meets Girl, so I wanted to at least give my two cents. While Boy Meets Girl is not something I would describe as successful, <laughs> <laughs> I do think in relation to the dozens of movies we've covered, it does have some interesting differences. I don't think we have covered anything with this particular tone. The show is relentlessly dour, (laughs) highlighting unlikable, depressed characters going through distressing life circumstances. And while the musical score sometimes is goofy, I think the show is trying for a fairly serious and grounded tone. 
the show is probably the most realistic attitude to people finding out about a swap. Instead of believing their far-fetched stories, the friends and partners of the characters refuse to believe them and uh, and get them committed to a mental institution. The swap characters are also really distressed and disturbed by the circumstances and ne- never truly adapt to their new forms, which is another nice touch. Overall, the show is a bit of a slog, depressing, ugly... <laughs> to look at and is devoid of likable characters but that being said we have watched a lot worse for the show so that's paul's opinion and uh i think we can all give that a hear hear (laughs) i thought that since you're back to your old self that all that eating cereal and collecting silly little figures would be over Listen, pal, I'll decide what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. You had no right, no right to go throwing those away. And for the record, I like cereal. And I'll eat whatever I like, not whatever middle-class toss you think I should be eating. All right, is that clear? Okay, darling, I think I better call the psychiatrist. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, you heard what we thought about this movie, but how attracted do we find the cast? It's now time for Hot or Not. And uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll fill this one this time, okay. <laughs> if you like. I'm, I can do it. It's fine. I'm- nah, nah. It's my, it's my turn. I've been away for so long. Okay. Um, if anyone's wondering where I've been, I, I had a baby. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> did they Brendan. Did they mention that? I can't remember if they mentioned that. Yeah, you, I, I think so. I mean, I knew about it, but that's because we talk off yeah, air, so yeah, I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> So, oh, I'll do it in a baby voice. How about that? <laughs> sure. Are they a tune or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Everyone, Everyone is beautiful, beautiful in, in their, their own way. way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is, this is a, either the best or the worst episode of this podcast. I'm not sure which one it is yet. It's one of them. I, I am really interested how this... Uh, <laughs> I I always feel like I get away with this segment because I'm hiding behind uh, a gay guy and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> you get to just go... Mm. Like, yeah, the idea of, like, me just uh, objectifying people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, two straight white guys get to talk about how hot ladies are. This part of the podcast is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's be real. It is. Uh, so, before we go on with our hot or not... Um, Paul has written also some of his uh, notes for some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, he's left all the females out. He was too lazy to write <laughs> anything about them. <laughs> but he has some thoughts on uh, our first character, which we're going to discuss, is Martin Freeman. Uh, so, Paul says, I would totally bone Martin Freeman <laughs> in real life, even though an unwashed conspiracy theorist is pretty much the opposite of my type. Uh, so that's that's Paul's opinion. On so he's Martin saying Freeman. hot. He's giving him a hot. He's giving Danny a hot. He's giving Danny a hot. He's going despite 
his character. Is um, Martin Freeman that Martin attractive Freeman that he rises up out of transcends him? Transcends a grubby QAnon DIY worker? I don't think Martin Freeman. And listen, obviously, wrong person to be asking, but there are no. I don't think so. I wish Lucy. I'm, I'm I would have really liked to hear Lucy's opinion because mm-hmm. I feel like she could have gone either way. Uh, I reckon. I I think Lucy would have said not to Martin Freeman in this. Yeah, I, I think reckon she would have found his character trying. Um, but feel free to correct me, Lucy. But that's my feeling. <laughs> so yeah, I think nuts, nuts from here. We're mm-hmm. we're out in ranking. Sorry, yep. Martin Freeman, if you're listening, you're not going to receive your um double hot. I don't think he's even that attractive normally. But then, anyway, ouch. <laughs> what about other protagonist Rachel Sterling? Uh, playing Veronica Burton. Um, I think she's attractive physically. It is hard to know because we spend fuck all time with the like. That's the thing with like Danny in this, right? It's not just Martin Freeman. It's Martin. It's like if it's a character of Danny, it's also when Danny is being Veronica, and Danny's a massive pain in the ass. <laughs> Veronica, we spend a lot of time with like her body, and I don't think she's unattractive. I think physically, she's quite pretty, I guess. But we spend not enough time with her to know what the fuck. I don't know anything about that woman. Yeah, yeah. I knew nothing about her. I would say, all right. So if Rachel Sally was attractive, however, the actor's attractive. The actress attractive. Sure, she's supposed to be a fashion guru or something like that. Like she's the the voice of fashion for for Westminster. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and the way she dresses, her outfit choices not just as danny what's in her wardrobe it's like you're an office clerk like that's that's who you are there was no flair i'm, I'm trying to um channel my best lucy here <laughs> <laughs> there was there was no attitude there was nothing about her clothes that said like hey i'm i'm here you know i i'm gonna say not i'm gonna say not hot right? This is hot or not not are they mildly are not are they warm not are they like this is hot or not? I don't think I don't think Veronica is hot. Yeah. All right. No, I'm with you. Are you right? Not, Get not her out hot of either. Here. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, hot <laughs> not. And actually, just while we're talking about this as well, we're talking about the actress. What? You, how do you feel? Because we spent so much time with it of her doing her, like her the betrayal? blokey. Yeah. Of like doing the blokey. Like what is it? I don't even know if it's a little, <laughs> Welsh accent or whatever it is. Like the whole time. Did you? I. I how did you find that? I did not find that she channeled an ounce of Martin Freeman in that <laughs> no. performance. And, like, Martin Freeman was doing that accent at the start as well. I know that's not his, like, normal accent either. Um, and so that's we- why it's a weird choice. It was like, did they make give him that accent because she was better at doing a blokey accent like that as well? Like, is that the reason that choice was made? But we even spent so little time with him that I was surprised at, every choice um this character like because in reality this is to do with the writing rather than her portrayal because like i said all this aggression and all this like confrontation of people Mm -hmm. this doesn't feel like the danny i spent 20 seconds with at the start of the show yeah yeah he seemed like someone who would talk a lot of shit have a lot of opinions and theories that he could voice to people who would not challenge him but if he was in the face of anyone who would be more dominant, I feel like he would cower. That he would whimper. You know what I mean? That's, Absolutely. That, that's what I got from the twenty seconds I spent with real, real daddy. 
And I'm just, I want to be fair, I want to flip this as well. Well, I'm not sure how I felt about Martin Freeman doing Veronica and doing like a woman inside Martin Freeman's body. And A, we just spent so much less time with him, it was hard to make that assessment. But B, I don't think it was all that inspiring either. It was just very, I thought, generic, softer, quieter woman voice. And there was nothing else. There was nothing else going on there either. And we didn't spend any time with Veronica before or Zero after time with Veronica, to know so. what Veronica sounds like, to even know if that was an accurate portrayal of what the character was anyway. Yeah. So, it's it's even harder to form an opinion on that. Let's uh, move on now to... <laughs> uh, how about Fiona, the, the, love, the love interest, the love uh, triangle? Um... <laughs> Is it a triangle? <laughs> a triangle uh, of himself? Sure. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's triangle with and with uh, Jay, I guess, technically. True. Uh, probably, yeah. If anyone, if there was anyone who I was warm to as a character, it probably was Fiona. She seemed to be a little more reasonable than other characters, except for the part where she fell in love with this woman she'd met for 20 seconds. But she was just generally kind and like understanding and a bit more patient and those sorts of things. I think she's an attractive lady. So, of, of all the characters, she's probably the closest to a hot. She was a a good like a good person. Yes, too good a person. I didn't I didn't hate being around her though. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like which was a step up from most of the other <laughs> everyone characters. else. Yeah. So but, sure, on that on that level, hot. <laughs> but how nuts is it that she went to the legs she did to find Danny? Like, were they friends? So, yeah, I don't. I think they were friends. That's the thing. I think they were friends. It's just that. He wanted to be more than friends. I think they had that, like, kind of teasing, bloody relationship. I reckon they went to that pub together with their other mate for drinks after work. I, I got the I vibe don't know she had why worked at the store be- for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. She was like, oh, yeah, of course, this person's missing. So, I'm going to dedicate what little time I have outside of work to yeah. tracking him down. Yeah. Yeah. I anyway. don't know. And I frankly don't care anymore. <laughs> like I said... uh, Going above and beyond for some random um, yeah. incel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. I'm going to save the best for last. Mm-hmm. There's Frank Krim of The Independent. He was in this. That was... Frank Krim? Who's Frank Do you remember? Krim? Did you, have you watched uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah. Do you remember the, the reporter that's there that like... Oh, he, is that what I know him from? That's what the... Uh, the yes, now that you say it, I immediately... Because yeah, yeah. I was like, he looks so familiar. Yep. Uh, he's attractive in Ted Lasso. That silver mane is... He is a striking man. Oh, really? Mm. <laughs> I do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> There's some Frank Crim fans out there. I know that for a fact. I've seen that on Twitter. Oh, is some that thirsty, like a- Some thirsty Crim fans. Thirsty Crims, all right. Let's go to <laughs> Joseph Peterson- Patterson. There we go. No, wait. Patterson Joseph. Jeez. It's totally... I like... It, it might be mean, but your your first name is the last name. Your last name is the first name. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> As Jay. As Jay. I think Patterson Joseph is actually an attractive man in real life. I think Jay is a fucking creep. <laughs> and the way he looks at Veronica is disgusting. And the way he treats Veronica is disgusting. Except, like, there was that part. There, there was a... Fairly big chunk where I was like, uh, this guy is very, very patient. He's very and patient. That's, he, that's not nothing. He Like, the, there is something toxic about him. But he's very toxic as well. Also, I feel like, in a way, he is trying. Like, he's reading a book to, like, yeah. sort of- he, He's not being passive about his relationship. He's not like, there's nothing 
wrong with me. He is doing some introspection. It's very flawed. Again, this it's is the complex. problem with the show is because we don't spend any time with Veronica and Jay pre the switch. We don't know what the existing relationship was like. Well, all we have is this guy who, as far as we can understand, was completely dedicated in love with this woman. And at least he thought she was in love with him. Yeah. Who then is found her a completely different human being as trying to navigate that. Mm. That's the situation. That's all we know. And so, every action is based on that amount of information. And there is- it's not complete. I don't think he is always he's unreasonable completely. When he gets engaged to her and she actually hasn't said yes, that's obviously terrible. When he's, I'm going to throw you back in a mental institution because I don't think you're right. That is very scary and toxic. Yeah. But there was a lot of time where he, I think, he was being very, very patient. And when an opportunity came to be with someone else, he said no as well. Like he was trying to be loyal as well. Yeah. But no, he's not. He's not. He's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, what did Paul have to think? Patterson Joseph as Jay, her boyfriend, made my skin crawl. <laughs> the way he spoke to her was horrid, and when he licked that knife after they fucked, ooh, ooh, ooh. I must have blanked that from my mind. I don't even remember that, but that sounds disgusting. I, I might. Can I do a double knot hot? Can I play devil's advocate here, uh, Paul? Um, he went down on her, and that is- um, That's true, too. It, it, he was not a selfish lover. He's not a selfish lover, and I think that licking her the knife was like, remember remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure you made the argument you think you're making. <laughs> I think he did well. I think he was successful. That's why- uh, uh, that's why he's confused about this uh, rude awakening. <laughs> Man with a silver tongue. Do you want some honey on your toast? Or shall I just smear it all over your sexy body? It's time for Opinion Swap, um, where we find entertaining reviews of Boy Meets Girl from across the interwebs. Uh, I didn't find any, so that's the end of this segment. Moving on. Have you passed your test, love? Bloody women drivers. You want to argue about my driving? Fine, get out here and we'll sort it. But I'm not a bloody woman, all right? Time for Tenuous Recommendations, where each of us recommend a piece of media that's linked to today's movie in some way. And as a reminder, if you want to see a list of all the recommendations we make on the show, head on over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So, I will ask our guest Broad to go first. Um, Now... I feel like you guys really abuse this segment. I think you've been on it enough that you should have at least <laughs> three max. <laughs> three max. That's right. I really only had two, and even those two were very closely related. All right. Uh, um, is one of them Peep Show? I think. Yeah, one of them say, is Peep Show. Yeah. Uh, I was is, going is just, yours Peep Show? <laughs> I was going to say Peep Show, but not Peep Show. But everyone watch Peep Show. Like, Broad watches um, watches TV series professionally, and yeah. he's recommending Peep Show. Everyone so I, watch and Peep so Show. And so I will, I will recommend Peep Show. It's actually, this is my tenuous recommendation. I'm going to go a step further, though. So, through Pattinson Joseph, Pattinson Joseph, sorry, who plays Jay, he uh, is a character. Um, he plays, oh, what's his? I can't remember the character's names all of a sudden it's been a while so I've watched it anyway his boss Johnson at work Johnson exactly right thank you very much <laughs> he's a great character in a very very funny show Peep Show if you haven't seen it it's about two flatmates living in London one is a massive history buff played by oh, what's his first name I can't remember all of a sudden I've got it right here in front of me David Mitchell uh, who you might know from Would I Lie to You 
He's one of the hosts on that. Anyway, uh, he's like a massive history nerd, works in an office job as a massive piece of shit, as is his housemate, played by Robert Webb, whose name is Jeremy. That's the character's name. And he's a complete loser, wants to be like a um, musician, but doesn't have like his life together at all. He's also always chasing women and stuff like that. Anyway. The regular uh, odd couple. Very much an odd couple situation. What's interesting about the show is it's filmed completely in first person, meaning every single shot in the show is through the perspective of another person's view, like their vision, yeah. basically. So, there is never a twofer of Jeremy and uh, Dave, or David Mitchell's character together, basically. Mark, it is. There's never, never a shot of David and Mark together, unless maybe they're looking in a mirror, mirror or something and like that. that stuff sure. like that. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting in how it's filmed just in that regard. It's also just very, very funny about two pieces of absolute shit. And boy, does it escalate over many seasons. It's like- Somewhere between five to ten seasons. It's a lot of seasons. Uh, yeah, show. I think it's nine seasons or an nine American seasons. three. An American three. It's very, 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 very good. Olivia Coleman's in it as well. These four people were also in another show that I is my official recommendation, which was the Mitchell and Webb look, which was one of a couple of different skit shows I think they did. Yeah. Um, but this one, it, or it tend to have um, Patterson Joseph in it as well and Olivia Coleman quite a lot. Um, that's a very funny show. I don't think I've watched it all the way through necessarily, but there's some great skits in there that I return to every so often. The one in particular I'm going to mention <laughs> is the series of Number Wang skits. Number Wang. <laughs> that's Number, number Wang. <laughs> that's Number Wang. You, if you want to find the Number Wang series of skits, you can probably find them all on YouTube. It's a whole ridiculous thing about this completely nonsensical game show. It makes me laugh every time I watch it. Check out the Mitchell and Webb look, or at least the number wang skits from the Mitchell Mitchell and Webb look. I still say <laughs> that's number wang pretty frequently in my life because of that. <laughs> what was it? We, are we the baddies? Is a classic. Are we the baddies? I mean, that's a meme now. Are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Angel Summoner and BMX Bandits. That's another series <laughs> of like. <laughs> it's basically it's a like a series of skits. Yeah, it's like a, a superhero duo when, where one's basically like um uh, uh like a, a an angel who can summon off like an army of angels, and the other one's a BMX rider. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like the Avengers. It's like how you have Thor and Hawkeye. Yeah, it's like how are these two in the same fucking team? Exactly. There was one that came out recently of like. People writing sports films. These two guys who wrote a sports movie, but they didn't know the sport. It was about like a cricket film, like a cricket underdog film, like your Mighty Ducks or something like that. But they don't know any of the rules of cricket. <laughs> I, that was I enjoyed that one as well. I uh, wholeheartedly agree. I, I think anything they touch, I am pro. Like, Yeah, I definitely want to check things out. There's been a couple of series that Mitchell and Webb have done since. I think Ambassadors or something like that was one of them. Ambassadors and- is probably like the weakest yeah. In my opinion. Um, I loved the idea of it. I don't think I made it past episode one or two. And there was another one about the movie where- Magicians is is a is a great watch, is a, a really fun watch. Um what's the one the most where- recent one back, I would back, recommend. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's the one, is it um David Mitchell's character like inherits his dad's pub or something like that? Or yeah. 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 What I've seen of that I've really liked as well. Mm. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Uh well, my tenuous recommendation, uh this was a British show, and I'm also recommending something British. I watched a, a movie over the weekend called All My Friends Hate Me. Have you heard of this one? I have not. Uh, it's a wonderful film. It's very uh, very tense. It's a, it's a thriller comedy, just based around the anxiety of someone who is 
going to go to a birthday party held by their old like uni friends and the whole the whole movie is about them like experiencing this party and sort of having that like the inkling in the back of their mind like do my friends hate me like do do they like me um and it just builds wonderful tension throughout the entire thing and yeah there's this uh person they've brought along to his birthday party that he doesn't know um who really is like this character gaslights him and it just ends in a wonderful combination of uh of writing so i i feel like if you love if you love that british tension Mm -hmm. and you want to deliver it in this sort of thriller comedic way uh i highly recommend all my friends hate me (laughs) is it is it playing on that very real anxiety some that some people experience where they 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 actually genuinely like go to play go out with their friends and just to convince that actually no one really likes them they're just tolerating them for some reason is like playing on that real tension or is it a bit more uh out there than that yeah no like it 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 definitely um like that, a familiar like, that's, feeling? Yeah, that's that, that, you yeah, know that cool. feeling sometimes where you're like, cool. sort of like, sort of evaluating like, is this, this friendship or, yeah. and so all these, like all that. these comments that the, the friends are making, it's like, you can read these two ways and uh-huh. this music's telling me it's sinister, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's is it, cool. is it? And yeah, it's, it's a, a really, uh, it was a really fun watch. It was something really refreshing and different. So awesome. I just wanted to recommend it and it was British. So Perfect. As good excuses you need in tenuous recommendations. Okay. But we're going to do things my way this time. Now, I know where I went wrong before. I, I didn't take charge. You like to act the independent woman, but I know that deep down inside, there's a scared little girl that needs a strong man to take charge. Well, I'm going to be that man. I'm going to take charge, Veronica Burton. I'm going to be your man, and I'm not going to take no for an answer. Veronica? Will you marry me? What? You heard. <laughs> I, I know it's a shock, but isn't it just the right thing to do? <laughs> we're getting married! <laughs> Darling, we're getting married! <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the first... I think this is the first time we've had two people on the show. Um, and not Paul. <laughs> yeah. the first, Definitely the first Paulless episode, if nothing else. Paulless, yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely, I definitely missed picking like, on Paul. I miss picking on Paul too. Picking on I Paul, enjoy. <laughs> um, Lucy introducing some element of like cultural relevance. Sure. Do you, do you know of anything that's going on in in um, the world of like celebrities or culture? No, no, I stay as far away from culture as as I can. Really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uncultured swine, as they say. Um, well, anyway. Paul and Lucy for that too. Paul and Lucy, you were sorely missed. Yes, you were. When you when and, yet, they... and yet we pulled this off. We don't need them. Eh. This is fine. This is good. We'll this let the, the, we'll let the listeners ever. decide. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you were like, "Oh, that was awful," please write in and tell us. Like <laughs> next time, just skip a week, okay? <laughs> <laughs> maybe just maybe just take a screen cap right now of what the review, what how many star ratings. Swapcast podcast and has, how much it goes and down. check it is in two weeks and see whether it's changed much or not. If it's gone down, I apologize. Yeah, I, I, I don't want bullshit five star reviews. Tank <laughs> us. <laughs> no, but real. If uh, if you if you're listening, love your as feedback. Long, love as real long as we feedback. reach those hundred reviews and we can finally do face off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I never say they have to be five stars. Okay. I think Paul does, but anyway. 
let's talk about next week's episode when we have the gang back together. Oh, do we? Do you need to rate this? Where would this rate? Oh, for yeah. you in your list. Wait, so am I just doing it, or do you have a list I've now? Got, I've got my own list. Hold on, I'll get my list up. So, where did you rank Boy Meets Girl? So, my list is a little bit shorter than yours, but it went dead last on my list after AI I Love You. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the one where a building, a building falls in love with a, 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 a lady. That's right. right. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. <laughs> so, it was Boy Meets Girl at the very bottom. AI I Love You above that. Mama Boy, I love that. Was it a hard choice? No. No, 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 <laughs> Mama no, no. Boy's not even second to last one. No, no. Mama Boy, <laughs> Mama Boy is a terrible movie, but it is bad enough. That's the right sort of bad. It's enjoyable. So, that's why it is going for me amongst the company of... Uh, I keep scrolling down. I'm like, <laughs> keep going. Here. Keep going. <laughs> it's going to go under Oh Heavenly Dog and above <gasps> Christmas Trade. <laughs> what, under Oh Heavenly Dog. I list that was the Chevy Chase one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to the episode and that sounded truly horrendous. I, I think so it's because this great. I think what really made it more painful is because every time I was like, Oh, that episode's over. Oh wait, I've got to watch three more. <laughs> Yes. And then yes. I was like, oh, that episode's over. Oh, wait, I've got to watch two more. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, um, fair enough. It deserves it. That was this week's episode. Next episode, we're going to be doing our first ever Filipino swap. Ooh. Uh, well, Filipino movie. I'm not sure if the people are Filipino <laughs> or not in the movie. Sure. <laughs> that could be. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, the 2010 uh, Here Comes the Bride, where five people who's got their souls switched in a solar eclipse in the middle of a wedding preparation. Stephanie, uh-huh. the bride, uh, soul is, uh, gets into the body of snobby Percy, whose soul gets put into the Yaya Melodine, whose soul is switched into Ben, the grandfather, whose soul is enters the gay beautician Toffee's body, and whose soul enters this... Uh, enters stephanie's body <laughs> it's a pentaswap five people it's our first ever pentaswap pentaswap oh my god which is that's thrilling which is really exciting because i don't know if you heard the episode where i suggested um a, a movie like greece but the entire like high school of greece swaps with a high school from this period <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I think would be a really exciting premise. So we're on our way. Five people. That's pretty good. But we're going up. I want to see an entire high school body swap with a, a, a high school from the fifties. Anyway, now, did you choose this film, Brendan? Uh, Paul did. I was going to say you've 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 got the power right now. Yeah. Whatever you say in this episode is what will happen next episode. I know. So I, you was, could I was going to choose whatever I wanted, movie. but then I yeah. heard Pentaswap, and I was like, <laughs> "That sounds like a movie." Fair enough. <laughs> the problem. Oh wait, there's more. So oh. they. The, so right. So we got five people switching bodies, but the problem is that their souls are happy where they are, except for the bride to be. After two years, they attempt to repeat the accident on the magnetic hill. Can After everyone, two years, did you say? Can everyone get their soul, their proper souls back in there and get the bride married? Wow. <laughs> that actually, no, like legitimately the concept sounds 
like good. So you've got like, a five the, people. There's swap. potential there. There's they're in the bodies for two years. Yeah, and they don't. Wa- no one wants to swap back except for the bride. This, I like this it. It's like the trolley problem. It's like the trolley problem of soul swapping movies. Uh, well, yes. Thanks again, Brad, for, for filling in for two Pleasure. <laughs> I hope I didn't overtake the episode too much. I'm really good at just talking. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. Well, if I you did enjoy- I Sorry? I don't thank you for, for recommending this show, though. I can't believe you made me watch this. <laughs> well, I didn't. Our listener did, so back off. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Salute, sorry, Louisa. But if you were, if you do enjoy hearing Rod talk, you can hear him talk more on his podcast, Hunting Seasons Podcast. That's right. Uh, uh, most recently, we reviewed uh, Atlanta Season 3, um, and then before that, Russian Doll Season 2. And the next episode, um, I'm not sure when this is coming out in relation to your podcast, but it will be a review of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. Season 1, I'm going to say. There's rumors there might be a Season 2, but I doubt it. Meant to be a limited series, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I've I have said when you've been on, like if you've ever watched a show and you're like, oh, I want to talk to someone about that, and you don't know anyone else who's watched it, highly recommend jumping on and seeing if they've watched it because they probably have. I take it as a massive compliment that you would recommend us for something like that. That's very nice for you to say. Bro. You're welcome. Uh, so until next time, as Paul would say, don't be a piece of shit on the ground. DPW. <laughs> Review us on iTunes or on Spotify. I was Brendan Levi. I was Broderick Gordis. And we're out. Bye. Bye. The Swellcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.